0: Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
1: Right, everyone, welcome to another edition of IB Nation Sports Talk. I am Vince D'Addario. That over there is not Sean Styers, that is Andy Insider Tom Noy. How you doing, Tom?
2: I am doing awesome. Even though I'm covering a one in seven Modern <laughs> men's basketball team, I'm still doing awesome because I, I knew you would be
1: you. Oh, yeah, that's gotta be what it is. That that's gotta be what it is. So so i i mean obviously life is good because everybody knows what my day job is and i haven't seen tom's daughter in my office so you know life is always good you
2: (laughs) won't you won't hey wait i do have to ask you were you a chaperone for snowball on sunday night i was there the entire time my friend yes i I should have had her come come over and introduce herself to her to you You because she did go go to the dance it was a dance on sunday night here Mm -hmm. in northern indiana they do that every year because they have monday off so they do the dance on a sunday so she was there i don't know okay so so time as a sophomore but yeah we'll see
1: yep yep it was uh it was an interesting evening i will put it that way it's the first (laughs) high school dance that i have uh been mandated to attend since i was in high school so you know things have changed a little bit i'll just say that since i was going to dances (laughs) so but anyway let's talk let you know what, let's jump in and we'll talk about your day job. And you what I know, I know it's not the most comfortable of subjects I'm guessing right about now.
2: No, it's fine. I mean, it's fine. Everybody, everybody says I, I, I hate and I get this on Twitter all the time. Yeah, I can't believe I can't believe you have to cover this team. I can't. believe. Look, that's the deal that we sign up yeah, for. And that's, right. I, I didn't I didn't sign up to be a Notre Dame men's basketball beat writer for the South Bend Tribune with the stipulation that I'm only going to cover them when they're really good <laughs> or they go to the sweet 16 or in the case of 2015 and 16, they make it to the elite eight. Like if you're going to do this job, you have mm-hmm. to do this job. And some of it is really cool. 98% of it is awesome. Mm-hmm. Doing the travel, watching basketball, getting to, to, to uh, get, communicate and have a relate, relationship with people in the college basketball world. of it is great. 2% of it is not so great, but that doesn't mean you you have to stop doing the job. And you can't say, well, yeah, the season sucks because the team sucks. Every season is a season unto itself. And this one just happens to be going not very well for the Irish in my brain.
1: So let, let me start with this. Obviously, you're... I mean, about as tuned in to the basketball program as you could possibly be. You've been covering the team for how long? Long, a while, right? Since when? Twenty-five years. Twenty-five years. So <laughs> you of all you of all people know this program better than most. Did you see this year coming in any way, shape, or form?
2: No, and no, and, and nobody did. Like, yeah. if anybody says, just like, just like if they say last year, yeah, we saw fifteen and five coming from the ACC. We saw two wins in the NCAA tournament for the, for the first time since 2016. Baloney. Nobody saw last year coming just like nobody saw this year coming because, right. look, you can say this piece doesn't fit, that piece doesn't fit. They don't have this guy. They don't have that guy. They don't have these guys on the bench. What they do have are four guys in Trey Wirtz, Dane Goodwin, Nate Leshevsky, and Cormac Ryan who thought and who believed they could get back to the NCAA tournament. If there was any sort of issue, underlying issue that wasn't bubbling to the surface, that wasn't known publicly, those four guys are out the door and they're starting over and everybody's like, it's time to start fresh. They believed, and rightfully so, back in October, that they could get back to the NSA tournament. For myriad reasons, Vince, that we can go go through and and discuss and say... We'll hit a few, yeah. Yeah. Uh, For myriad reasons... They're 9-10, and and some of it is the roster makeup. Some of it is the unfortunate bounce of a college basketball. Some of it is just the the, the rhythm of a season where Mike Bray thought going in, he had these seven guys in these seven roles, and they were going to ride that through to March. When that didn't happen, it threw everything out of whack, and it's not been able to be put back into place, and I don't believe it will be put back into place.
1: Okay, well, let's jump up from there. So, obviously, you've been doing this a while. You've been following Mike Bray since his, uh, you know, first game in South Bend. And he's done a lot of really great things. Do you, I mean, do you see, is it a one-year thing with him? Is it, and I shouldn't even say with him, maybe with the program. Because, and again, I want to remind everybody that's in the chat and everybody that's listening, you know, we're not going to talk about replacements for a job that is not open. I mean, this, right. this job's not open and we're not we never call for anybody to be fired. It's not how we operate. So we're not really going to go down that road. But we can talk about the state of the program and kind of where things are. Right. So from your perspective, I mean, you just said it yourself. I, don't, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you said it yourself. You don't see this thing getting any better anytime soon. What brings you to that
2: conclusion? And, and why do you say that? Mike Brain is 23rd year. Mike Bray with a roster that he constructed, that he believed that this was it was a win now situation where everything was pointing in the direction of at least at the very least, yeah, getting back to the NSA tournament a second straight season. And because that hasn't happened, because we've been through the struggles with Mike Bray in 1718 and 1819. And oh, by the way, there was a COVID year. That I I think Notre Dame fans conveniently forget that they didn't know going into the 2021 season, or yeah, the 2021 season, whether or not they were going to play three months or three days. Sure, but for some for some reason, because it fits the narrative, Notre Dame fans like to say, "Yeah, Notre Dame didn't make the NCAA tournament that year, too. Did we really expect Notre Dame to make it uh, 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 make the NCAA tournament during a COVID year?" So there have been struggles all along. We thought those struggles were properly addressed and properly solved last season to where there was momentum, there was recruiting momentum, there was roster momentum, there was staff momentum, there was what Mike Bray talked about last year, fabric momentum, the fabric of the program, just the the overall day-to-day operation that he really liked where it was at. All of that has just kind of dissipated and faded. And if you saw Mike Bray's post game meeting with the media after the Florida State game, you can see that every button, whatever it is, young guys, let's do this lineup. What about the old guy? Let's do that. Every button, every conceivable button. Now that everybody's going to say, "Well, well, he hasn't pushed the bench button. Look, hmm. Dom Campbell, Tony Sanders. Matt Zona are not ACC ready and that's the way this program operates like Mm -hmm. you're not going to play as a freshman or a sophomore sometimes as a junior but as a senior you have to play that's the way the program has long operated Mike Bray is not going to stray from that Mike Bray believed he could ride this group one more season back to the NCAA tournament and when it doesn't happen and it starts falling apart and you see the way they lose games at home in Syracuse, at Boston College, at Florida State, when they have a chance for the game-winning bucket at the end of regulation there with Cormac Ryan. Oh, but the fifth-year guard turns it over, and mm-hmm. they lose by one. When they lose games in that manner, and then the way they started Tuesday against Florida State, it's just something where if you've been around this program day-to-day and you've been around these, these coaches and these players day-to-day, it's just something where something has to change, and we all know what that change eventually will be. But it's just at, at, at some point you just have to say, you know what? It's time. It's just sure. it's just time to say thank you for twenty three years. Thank you for putting Notre Dame men's basketball back on the map. Yeah, because they were so far off the map when Mike Bray walked in the door in July two thousand. That oh, yeah. like they they needed a map just to get back on the map that's Mm -hmm. how how far away they were but thanks for everything thanks for the job you did in the big east thanks for the job you did in the acc but and mike bray will be the first to say i haven't done the job this year i I don't think i'm up to having to do another rebuild or Mm -hmm. climb back to the nsa tournament in 23 24 and that's Maybe time for a new voice and a new direction with this basketball program.
1: Matt Lee has an interesting question, and it goes along with what you're talking about. So I wanted to bring it up because I think it fits. He says, hey, Tom and Vince, how hard will it be if Jack decides? And I'm kind of paraphrasing and editing just because I want to make sure I don't cross any lines here. But how hard would it be for Jack Swarbrick to ask Mike Bray to walk away if he decides to go that route?
2: Uh, Not very hard because it's never going to get to that situation. I think Jack Swarbrick is on the record with the South Bend Tribune, with Andy Insider, as saying Mike Bray can coach at the University of Notre Dame for as long as Mike Bray wants. He's earned that right as the winningest coach in program history. He's earned that right for having to steer them through the Big East and all the changes that went through the Big East, for having to steer them through the ACC, where, oh, by the way, they did win a conference tournament championship. Where some teams in that league have been there for 50 plus years and have never done what Notre Dame did in year two sure. in the ACC. So it's not going to be a situation where Jack Swarbrick sits Mike Bray down and says, We need to have a very frank and hard and difficult discussion about the future of Notre Dame men's basketball. Look, Mike Bray's a lot of things, and, and Mike Bray's a smart guy. He understands what the what 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 the one loss record is he sure. understands what the public perception is he understands where this program is and what and how it got there and who's responsible for it mike Bray is not going to hang around the notre dame men's basketball program just to collect a nice little paycheck or i should say a nice big paycheck <laughs> right monthly or however month however he's, yeah. he's he's compensated when when Mike Bray believes when Mike Bray knows it's time to go, guess what? He's going. Okay. All right. So this
1: is I, I, how. Fr- and I I'm going to ask Tom's opinion on this one, right? <laughs> how frustrating must it be for Mike Bray? Because on paper, this is how he wants to construct the team. They're all old. Those are the guys he's counting on. You know, it's a, a shortish bench. You know, he's got guys there for the future. He's got a little sprinkling of some youth, obviously. I mean, this is his ideal roster as far as guys that have been in the program for a while, et cetera, et cetera, and that it's just not
2: working. I mean, how frustrating must that be for him at this stage in his career? Unbelievably, because, and you could see the frustration start to build a couple of years ago when he went through a similar situation where there were injuries, they had to play young guys, but even when they had to play young guys. Every button he tried to push and every move he tried to make, it just was met with an, with an, in, I don't want to say indifferent response, but a response that maybe he wasn't looking for. Like back, back in 2010 or back in 2009, when they decided to go, oh, Luke Heron Goaty's out for six weeks. We're going to have to go to the burn offense. Everybody kind of rallied around that and, and was galvanized by this is the way we've got to play. Let's play this way, and let's have success this way. He hasn't been able to reach these guys for whatever reason. Yeah, And it's something where, yeah, Mike Bray, to a point and to a a large point, it it does fall on him. But eventually, some of the blame and some of the responsibility has to be shouldered by the guys that were given so much responsibility and so much leeway. And here, this is your team. Run with it take ownership in it, be the old guys, be the senior leaders, be the guys that are going to carry this program back for a second straight year. And for whatever reason, and you you just, you just can't, you can't get into the psyche of 21, 22, 23 year old, fifth year guys as to why they decided to come back. If this was going to be such an absolute disaster, the way it's turned out to be.
1: Sure. Uh, absolutely. I, and, you know, those guys had a decision to make at the end of last year and and we weren't really sure whether they're going to stay. Are they going to go? They obviously saw something as a unit with this team and the way it was going to be constructed. Hey, we're going to get back to the NCAA tournament because why wouldn't they want to go out on a high note of making it back to the tournament after so many years? And, you know, the whole thing and hey, we'll just let them rebuild. And we went out, we got to the tournament, we did what we wanted to do. They obviously saw something in what this roster was going to look like.
2: It's And that's the hard part because, I mean, you look at Dane Goodwin and you kind of get the sense that Dane Goodwin is not happy being the second big. But here's a news flash. Stop the presses, Dane Goodwin. <laughs> you knew before you came back, if you came back, you were going to be the second big. Like right. That was the role you were going to play. Trey Wertz, if you were going to come back, you wanted to come back and play more minutes. You were going to be the point guard. Why haven't you been the point guard? Why why have you played so passively in situations that require you not to play that way? Nate Lashevsky, you knew you were going to be the only major veteran big with any experience. Why have you not responded since starting out the season so well? I mean, it's, sure. it, it, Cormac Ryan. Look at what Cor- Cor- there, there. There were not ten better players in the entire NCAA tournament last year than Cormac Ryan and what he did in those three games against Rutgers, Alabama, and Texas Tech. Those expectations were going to carry forward through into this year. If you didn't want to handle those expectations, why did you come back? So it's it's just something where they all knew the deal. Like sure. they didn't walk. They didn't walk in the door in October and look around and say we may only play seven guys, or we've got to rely a lot on freshmen and J.J. Starling and Van Allen Lubin, or we might really be missing one real key piece to being a very good basketball team. Like they They knew before they decided to come back what the deal was going to be in 22 and 23. I know
1: this is going to sound silly, but it's January 18th, I want to talk about the future of Notre Dame basketball from a roster standpoint, okay? So, and I got a little bit of skin in the game because I get to see a, a kid who's going to be going to Notre Dame next year, every home game uh, that he plays, and, and I'm talking about Marcus Burton. He's the the uh, guard from Penn locally, and he, is, I don't know if you've seen him play this year. Uh, are, do you cover any
2: high school sports this year for basketball? I will be making my way to the Palace on Friday night. Because I thought you might. Man, there's kind of a big game there on Friday night with the Penn Kingsmen. Yeah, I thought you
1: might. So it's number one or number two, three. I forget where they are in 4A. But they're playing the number one team in 3A in Marion, uh, former home of Demetrius Jackson for all of those Irish fans out there. Uh, but it should be a good, big game. It's going to be at the Palace. I'll, I'll, so I'll be there, you know, monitoring the student section, et cetera, because they're letting all the students in free because they want a big student section. But uh, he has actually, I watched him a lot growing up. You know, I Mm -hmm. I would do a a couple of pen games a year. You know, he was always a good player. You know, I wasn't, you know, overly impressed by him. This year, he has taken his game to a completely other level, uh, at least with my own eyes. He's a little undersized. I think he's 6'1". At least that's what they say that he is. I don't know, even know that he's that, to be honest with you. 5'11". Yeah, I think that's probably 5'11. more I think that's more accurate. But he is so good with the basketball, around the rim, his shot, all of the above. What are you hearing about Marcus Burton and how he's going to fit in this completely new look roster that Notre Dame's going to have next year?
2: I have absolutely no idea because <laughs> it begins, you have to begin with the head coach. And as we sit yeah, here on January true. 18th, we don't know what the head coaching situation is going to be. Now that said, regardless, whoever the coach is, whether it's Mike Bray, nothing changes. Status quo, Marcus Burton's going to come in. He'll be able to, to, to be a complimentary piece. Sure. If J.J. Starling sticks around in, with a backcourt that, that features J.J. Starling and, and maybe Marcus Burton. I don't think Marcus Burton is is a starter as a freshman regardless of of who the coach is, but he's got a chance to be a really good college guard. He's got to get out of weight program because as dynamic as he is playing in the Northern Indiana conference, a he's still playing in the Northern Indiana conference. He's undersized. Yeah. He's very undersized. Yeah. He's very small, but whatever, whoever the coach is, I think we'll be able to find a place for Marcus Burton, because let's say hypothetically, let's just say hypothetically, there's a new coach at the University of Notre Dame cover, uh, for, for men's basketball. The last thing that the new coach will want to do is to tell a local kid, <laughs> not only a local kid, but a kid who's going to soon be the all-time leading scorer in Penn High School of men's boys basketball history on right. Friday night against Marion, to tell a local kid not and a local standout, and knock on wood, maybe Mr. Basketball in the state of Indiana, he's got a shot that he doesn't have a place on the 2023-24 roster. So Marcus Burton will find a place at Notre Dame. Sure, who who he plays for and how he plays all remain to be seen at this point because we just we just don't know who the coach is going to be and what that roster is going to look like in, in, in come fall. We just don't know. Yeah, no,
1: you're absolutely right, and but what are your thoughts on how the current freshman class is faring at Notre Dame and, and what that future looks like? Cause you, you kind of scare me a little bit when you talk about if JJ Starling is on the roster next year, I mean, that's it's a little scary if you're a Notre Dame basketball fan, for sure.
2: Yes. Again. Yeah, I know. I know. Yes. We, and, and this is the, this is what, this is what college basketball is now. Like, right? yeah. It, it, you it, Notre, Dame, Notre Dame fans, fans want to stay up at night and, and, and toss and turn? Go look at what happened when LSU fired Will Wade last year. Will Wade gets fired now for totally different circumstances than maybe what happens with Mike Bray should he deci- decide that this is it. LSU had at one point zero players on its returning roster. Oh Everybody left. Everybody left. Wow. Either to the transfer portal or the NBA or wherever. They're were like, we're done, we're out of here. Huh, they had zero, zero returning scholarship players. That could be a possibility. Yeah at Notre Dame. You like you JJ Starling will say and do all the right things on January eighteenth. Sure. That may change. That may change. Come March 18th. Van Alan Lubin. Again, January 18th. I'm good. March 18th, maybe not so good. Both those guys. Said when they were recruited, when they committed, and when they signed, one of the reasons they did so was to come play for Mike Bray. Then, then Alan Al- Lubin is a long way from home. Yeah, never seen snow before. Before he uh, this past this past October, November, whenever we right. had our first flu- snow in Northern Indiana, <laughs> yeah. he's a long way from home. Had a lot of SEC schools looking at him last year, but when he decided to commit. What's the coaching staff situation? What's the what's what's the uh, assistant coaching staff situation? Uh, does Vel then see himself at Notre Dame for a year or two years? That those are all questions that remain to be seen. I cannot sit here on January 18th and say for certain there's anybody returning on this roster next year. Like you can say there's there may be a few guys coming back. You can say there's nobody coming back. Yeah. You have no idea because that's the way of the college basketball world, especially in the transfer portal. JJ Starling feels like he can he can grow and develop somewhere else. He's gone. Same with Van Allen Lubin. Same with Dom Campbell. Same with JR Kinesny, a local guy who basically hasn't played in two years. You have yeah. no you have no idea what the what the off is going to hold for this program and this roster. None. Man. So scary, because, scary thoughts that they could lose those guys. But be careful, I get it. Be, be careful what you wish for, Notre Dame fans. Yeah, because you're you're really close to seeing it happen. And when it does, hey, that's 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 what you get when you it, when you decide you're going to make a coaching change. Mm-hmm. When somebody decides they're going to leave, this is the way of the college basketball world as we know it in 2023. Oh my gosh, that
1: is just scary to think about.
2: Okay. Well, let's let's uh let's put a bow
1: on the basketball talk at least between you and me. We're going to jump into a little mailbag. So before we do, make sure you hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, tell your friends, leave us a five-star review, all that fun stuff. We would really really appreciate it.